Welcome back, everyone, to the High Tempo Sports Podcast, episode 143. Today is a phenomenal day to be a Detroit Pistons fan, yes, just sir. like it has been the last couple days. I've realized I only have one Pistons shirt, so I'm wearing a John Morant jersey today. I only own one Pistons shirt. It doesn't fit me anymore. I was going to say, you can't wear it today? Or? Mm, but it doesn't fit me. What about the new one you just got? Oh, dude, I should have <laughs> wore that one. Oh, what was I thinking? Yeah, whatever. You wear it next I, time. I was thinking we might match would be the issue. Oh, yeah. I, didn't, I, got, I, didn't, I have I, a variety. I so. didn't think that. Yeah. I just didn't think about that. <laughs> I forgot that that's not my shirt. Well, we're here Sunday morning uh, here to talk about the draft because obviously it was such a great draft. Looking back on uh, Wednesday when we did the podcast, Jeremy Grant got traded to the Portland Trailblazers for nothing, pretty much. Literally got, nothing. Got traded yeah, for a 2025 like. uh, protected Milwaukee Bucks pick. We all know that pick's going to be nothing. Some Pistons fans were pretty pissed off about that. You and me had our mixed feelings, but we said, you know what? We got to trust Troy Weaver. We got to. He's made two two iffy moves his whole career. Exactly. And it's just like he every most of the iffy moves he's made have panned out. Yep. They at least they've made sense in the long run. And so we're like, you know what? Let's just let's just rock with it. We yep. thought it was going to be more of a free agency type of move like clearing up cap space. Nope. He turns that pick into acquiring Jalen Duran and Kemba Walker to take on Kemba Walker's contract, but specifically adding Jalen Duran uh, which we ended up trading Jamie Grant for a lottery pick, which yep. which is exactly what we which wanted. Which is exactly what we wanted in the first place. Yeah, it took a couple steps in between, but <laughs> makes we did no it. difference. Yeah, exactly. So shout out to Troy Weaver. Obviously, we got Jaden Ivey as well, which adds to the master class of Jaden or of Troy Weaver. Mm-hmm. But what a phenomenal draft from the Detroit Pistons. It's pretty awesome to watch both Detroit sports teams just come out and fleece everybody in draft day. Uh, it's awesome to see such aggressive uh, general management yeah. uh, really going out there to to go get shit done. Uh, trading Jeremy Gray, I wonder kind of if like, he had already talked to the Knicks about like, yo, like I know you guys probably want to dump Kemba's contract. Like, What if I get you a pick? And then, yeah. then we can just trade that for Kemba. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, we got to give you more than that. Well, you can't just trade us a pick, you know. I just I can't believe everything that went on. Because it was the most confusing thing ever it when so it first confusing. happened. Obviously, uh, yeah, because we get Jaden Ivey at pick five, which it was the what we wanted the mm-hmm. most. You know, we wanted Jaden Ivey. We didn't. I didn't really think he was going to be there. I thought the Kings were going to end up taking him. He's there. We get him. It gets reported that the Knicks are really trying to still get Ivey even after we picked him. So it was like, okay, you know, we're not going to do that. But yep. sure, you can try all you want, Knicks. And then you see the Knicks have traded for the 13th pick and are selecting Jalen Duran. And then you see the Pistons are acquiring Jalen Duran, and immediately the thought is, did we just trade Jaden Ivey to the Knicks? I thought that for about .5 seconds, yeah, and then I too. realized to myself, no, dude, there's yeah. no way we just traded him. Um, and then you end up seeing what actually the trade was, and it was like, because I was just thinking, like, what else did we give up? Like, there's no way we just gave up that pick that we got in the Jeremy Grant trade to get Jalen Duran. There's no way. And it was. It literally was. Like, I don't get how the Knicks thought that was their only option. Like, did they have nothing else to do with that pick than to just trade it for nothing? I mean, that that pick that they traded away, it has a very good chance of being the 30th overall pick. And maybe the 32nd if if the NBA expands in the next few years. 
They could very well win the championship in 2025. The Bucks yeah. could. Well, I don't even know if they got the pick. I don't know if it ended up going to Charlotte or... No, I think Charlotte got all... Or they got one of the picks that, Denver. that they got from I think OKC. The Denver pick. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're right. They did get that Denver pick. And they're like a couple seconds, I yeah. think. Yeah, so like, there was a bunch of weird... A bunch of picks moved around. But anyways, the Knicks ended up not getting anyone in the first round from having pick 11. And they traded for pick 13 just to trade it to us. So, Troy Weaver continues to fleece. They said that... Uh, Jalen Duran was one of their favorite guys in the draft. They was even thought about taking him at pick five, and we get him at pick 13. Like you just said previously, to see the general management in the city of Detroit be this exciting mm-hmm. is such a new feeling, and I feel like we're already taking it for granted. Yeah. Like, think about it. The last two drafts from the Lions and the Pistons have been Ws. Mm-hmm. We get Panay Sewell in 2021. We get Cade Cunningham in 2021. And then in this previous year's draft, the Lions make an aggressive move to trade up, get Jamison Williams, along with getting Aiden Hutchinson. Yep. And Troy Weaver does the same exact thing, trading up to get Jalen Duran and selecting Jaden Ivey. It's just like, it's not even a biased Detroit fan saying, we won the draft. Everybody it's, says when it. When everyone is saying, the Pistons won the draft, the Lions won the draft, it's like, this is awesome. Yeah. It's brand new, and I am I love it. You could actually go back three years to the Pistons for yeah. the Pistons. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sadiq and Isaiah Stewart were both uh, draft day trades, right? Yeah. I, I don't know about yep. Sadiq, but I know Beef Stewart. Yeah, they both were. That is three straight years of Troy Weaver being the best GM on draft night uh, of any GM. There's nobody that's touched him in the last three years uh, when you look at them all together. And it is just so awesome to know and look at this roster and think, Whatever Troy Weaver has done, his due diligence. Now it's up to them and the rest of everybody else. He's made all the right moves. It's now just putting it together and on the floor. If it doesn't, if Jalen Duran doesn't work out, I'm not blaming Troy Weaver. He made an awesome move to go out and get him. I'm not going to consider it, you know, because uh, initially it was awesome, and that's what we needed. The excitement is there for these Pistons, especially with Jaden Ivey on yeah. that combo off guard next to Cade. Uh, Sadiq should flourish this year. Mm-hmm. As a score, and Ivy ends up in the place where he wanted to be the most. Uh, the post or the the next day press conference with Jaden Ivy and Jalen Duran was awesome. Jaden Ivy getting the jerseys of his grandfather who played for the Lions and his mom who played for the Detroit Shock, and then his dad who played for Detroit Country Day. It's just like how perfect. It's how, and then and obviously he gets his jersey. Like it's just and how emotional Jaden Ivy was. Like, it's just awesome for, like, I'm happy for him. Not even that he went to the Pistons, just that he didn't go to the Kings. Yes, yeah, facts. Because he clearly didn't want to go to the Kings. And and he was, you could tell how happy he was to end up in Detroit by how emotional mm-hmm. he was. Which makes me so happy as a fan. And it's it's a perfect landing spot for Jaden Ivey, who his biggest question mark so far has been his defense and his defensive mentality. We know he has all the skills, all the athleticism, everything you need to be a great defender. He just hasn't put it all together. Well, now you're in the hardest working uh, city in America under a great defensive coach in Dwayne Casey, Dwayne Casey, surrounded by some of the hardest workers in basketball right now. Dog mentality. Yeah. yeah. Cade Cunningham, the leader of this team, might be already one of the hardest working guys in the league uh, with how much he's working. Beef Stew is one of the hardest working yeah. guys in the league. So you throw Jaden Ivey in there. There's no way he can't follow suit. He's not going to come in with big head ego no, mentality. No, he's like locked in. I want to be the best player I can be. I want to contribute to winning basketball. Yeah. That's what I hope his mindset is. And I think that's going to be everybody's mindset from here on out for the Pistons. How do I contribute to winning games? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bradley Beal has the great quote of how many guys in college you know score 20 points a game. 
none of the top three picks this year in the NBA draft averaged 20 points yeah. per game in college. Way under. They contribute to winning basketball in many other ways. I hope Jaden Ivey locks into that ideology. You don't need to score. You can go out there and score 10, 12 points per game and have an insane impact on whether or not we win or lose based on everything and else. the points will come with winning. Oh, yeah, know? absolutely. Like, obviously, you're, they, you're not just going to score 10 for his whole career. You know, it yeah. might start off that way, but... Well, I mean, and winning basketball is what moves you up the ladder. You yeah. look at what people think of Russell Westbrook now. Uh, he's His stats are all there. The winning isn't, so people don't like him. You can, you know, the third best player on a championship team will almost always be viewed as, you know, more of a contributor than a great, great player on an awful, Draymond awful team. Green, to yeah, be, for example. Absolutely. Draymond's a perfect example. Yeah, and I just think, like, I talked about this before the draft, before we even got Jaden Ivey, but I the Pistons is just a perfect spot for Jaden Ivey, not even just because I'm a Pistons fan. Because, like you said, defense is one of his biggest question marks and the other one is his playmaking ability you know he's a guy that in college he's he's a phenomenal attack in the hoop but a lot of the times he's got tunnel vision on the hoop and he's not the greatest you know playmaker but when he's going to be next to a guy like Cade Cunningham where he doesn't have to be the main guard it's going to take a lot of pressure off of him to do that and obviously I think it will help him become a better playmaker because he's surrounded by with Cade Cunningham in that backcourt so it's going to take off a lot of pressure for him to develop that playmaking skill. I think this, and this is I, this is a biased Pistons fan talking, I think this backcourt will grow into one of the best backcourts in the league. I, th- I don't the think next, that's biased at all. In yeah. the next four or five years, mm-hmm. uh, I think they'll be right there. This could be our Jason Tatum and our Jalen Brown here. We could we could have just stepped into that with Cade and Jaden Ivey. And it's pretty amazing that we were so fortunate for him to fall yeah. and the Kings to make the wrong pick. Well, not the wrong pick yet, but... We'll see. Quick prediction, deep prediction right now. Yep. Who will end up being the greatest backcourt in Pistons history? <laughs> the current one of Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumars or the up and coming one of Cade and Jay Knight? You can t- you can don't count out Chauncey and Rip. That could You're easily right. be right there. You're right. Like Jay Knight and Cade could not touch them. You're right. If they don't want to ring. Uh I'm really hopeful it's Jaden Ivey and Cade Cunningham, but uh, Isaiah Thomas and Jordan, they they did it in the greatest era of basketball in most people's minds. Uh, uh, Before Jordan, they were the Jordan stoppers uh, during Magic and Bird's dominance. Uh, So they did it. That's three of the top five players ever, Mm -hmm. or three of the top ten players ever that they dominated. And so probably not, but I'm really hopeful they, they get there. Yeah. I'm just super excited, like, as a Pistons fan. Obviously, we got to take on Kemba's contract, but we are going to buy him out. So that takes off about $9 million in uh, money for our free agency. Depending, I mean, Kemba Walker could give some of that back. A lot of the times when guys get bought out, they will give some of the money back to the team that's buying them out because it's a it's a nice thing to do yeah. as a team. But we will get into our Pistons free agency talk because there's a lot of, you know, question marks now going forward as far as what's the move next. But I think we should continue to talk about the draft while we're here. Hop into our winners and losers of the draft. Because this is the part that everyone wants to hear. You yeah, know, absolutely. The, the winners and losers of the draft. Everyone wants to know what they think. Obviously, we don't really know who the winners and losers are the, of the draft are until like five years at least down the road. Yep, absolutely. Well, You know what would be fun? It would be fun to look back at like past year's drafts and make a winners and losers like now yeah now because you actually can make a real like this is just what we think are the winners yeah. and losers this is a prediction Pistons, damn near. i mean like ivy and Durant could just bust yeah and then, exactly like, i mean i don't think they will but like you never know so yep. 
Let's get into it. Let's start out. Let's we'll go. Uh, should we do all winners and, or to go? Back I think we should alternate. Yeah, I, I, think, I, like I think the we alternating. Should too. Let's start off with uh, the winners. I think we each are going to have an obvious one on the winners here. So I'll let you go first. Uh, one of my winners, which you you think is the obvious one, is Jaden Ivey. Uh, how awesome is it not to go to Sacramento? <laughs> I, I could have put the Pistons here, but the Pistons is so obvious. But like you said earlier, Jaden Ivey clearly did not want to be in Sacktown. And who does with a name like Sacktown? What an awful, <laughs> yeah. uh, awful nickname for your city. For real. Uh, so I took Jaden Ivey instead of the Pistons. Yeah. Uh, shout out Jaden Ivey. Yeah, I have the Pistons slash Troy Weaver as my first winner. Super dumb, obvious. Everyone is saying it. like, And that's why I feel like as a Pistons fan, I really haven't realized like how crazy this is. That yeah. we are getting like this global or this national attention of the Pistons won the draft. You go on TikTok and you see the... Winners and losers. The first winner, Pistons. Mm-hmm. It's every time. Um, so, obviously, they are a winner, and I'm so dumb excited. Yeah, we're not used to this. Usually, as uh, Pistons fans, in, in recent memory, uh, in the last 10 years, we we sit there after every draft, and, you know, we, man, I wish we could have drafted like this team. But now we're that team. Yeah. Man, I wish we would have made moves like the Pistons did. Blah, blah, blah. You know, Sacramento's probably sitting there going, shit. Yeah. <laughs> we could have done something Imagine like that. Imagine being the Knicks, dude. Dude, like, Knicks... Trash. We're gonna do all this just to give Jaden Brunson thirty million. All right, uh, your first loser. Uh, I'm gonna connect it right to Jaden Ivey. Keegan Murray, that poor kid. Uh, you got shipped to Sacramento. Granted, you're gonna make more money than you would have because uh, you are the fourth, fourth overall pick. But uh, man, it sucks. I don't know if he wants to go to Sacramento. I don't know what it is, but it would be. I bet you'd enjoy it a lot more if he was in a yeah. Pistons jersey. And I feel uh, like you could say he's a loser not just because he ended up in Sacramento, but just because of the pressure he's going to have yeah. from getting drafted by Sacramento. Yep. I like that you said him and not the Kings because as much as everyone wants to hate on the Kings for not taking Ivy, like I still think Murray's going to be a great player. I think he could be as good. Exactly, and we we both wanted Murray if Ivy wasn't there. So. The Kings themselves aren't a loser. I like that you have Murray, though, because he's going to be under so much pressure now to not bust, and him and Ivy are going to be connected to each other their whole careers. Like, I do feel bad for him, so yeah, it, it, that's it, a great loser to it's, have. It's going to suck to be him in the next five years watching. You know, it was a competition for the fifth pick. Well, who 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 can fall yeah. to the fifth pick better? Because uh, you might be watching in five years, Jaden Ivy's got a ring. And you're sitting there, haven't made the playoffs still. Yeah. Uh, granted, I think the Kings will make the playoffs. What a crazy soon. world we live in that like the better option was to fall to Detroit. Better option was to get you picked know? later to go to, to Detroit. Yes. Like that's wild. <laughs> that's hype, man. That's hype. People want to play with Cade, and that, that's a true statement. People yeah. have said it multiple times. DeAndre Ayton has said he would love to be a dynamic Clearly. duo with Cade. I guarantee Miles Bridges is thinking, man, Mellow Ball is a great passer too. But there's this other guy who's yeah. also really good in Detroit where I can rap with. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And he can be with Ashton. Yeah, facts. All right. Um, my first loser is the New York Knicks. I mean, for several reasons. I wrote down all the reasons why. Um, first of all, this isn't the loser. They did end up getting Trevor Keels in the second round, which is a good pick. Second round pick, yep. you know, the Desmond only guy Bain. they got. Yeah, all that drama with Desmond Bain and Kendrick Perkins. Ja. Which, by the way, Kendrick Perkins on the draft. Get him out of get there. It. It's just like setting him up for failure. I like Kendrick Perkins. I really do. He's a good entertainer. He's a good analyst. I think he's funny. 
but he's not a college basketball analyst. Like mm. he, does, he he's not a college basketball guy. Yeah, it sucks that Jay Billis is right there, and he's not the guy <laughs> yeah. doing the comparison. Jay Billis like clearly knows a lot. Like the dude probably watches more college basketball than anyone in the country. Yeah, and then you have Perkins who like maybe watched the March Madness. Yeah, probably watched Final Four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, it was just putting him setting him up for failure. Like I, it kind of sucked that Desmond Bain took it personally because again, it's like. Perk doesn't know any better, no. dude. He's never watched this guy play. He's seen six highlights <laughs> yeah. that you're watching on TV watching right now. Duke to watch Paulo, and then oh, who's this other guy on Duke's team right here? Yeah, well, he looks like Desmond Bain. I'm gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, I that was that was wrong of yeah. Desmond Bain, but it's cool. <laughs> but the reason I have a Knicks as my first loser, first of all, they tried their asses off to get Jay Nivey, couldn't do it. Uh, the rumored package included Cam Reddish and included a couple of them first that they traded for from OKC. So they pulled a Philly Eagles like in the NFL draft where they acquired assets to try to move up to get somebody and it just didn't work yeah, out. Yeah, so now you just wasted all your yeah, exactly. now you just have assets sitting there. Except Philly just said, all right, fuck it, now we'll just trade for <laughs> AJ Brown. Whereas the Knicks are just like, oh, now let we can't do anything. Yep. Um you moved out of eleven to get more picks and then you moved thirteen and then moved out of it. So like as a Knicks team you're, you're relying on free agency a little too hard, I feel like. You you cleared up this cap space now. You've dumped Kemba Walker's contract. But let's be realistic. Even if you go out and sign Kyrie Irving, how much does that exceed your team as the New York Knicks? Like, you haven't had a good guard in so long, but you add Kyrie to this team, which you're probably going to have to trade for him. So you're going to trade away some of those picks and a player or two. Cam Radish and all those picks, probably. How does that make your team, like, any better i get Kyrie's really good but he's got the wrist and then the worst case scenario or not worst case but like jalen brunson is obviously a worse player than Kyrie irving you go out and pay 28 million dollars a year for jalen brunson how good does that make your team it's just like you're relying a lot on free agency when you really still should be trying to do it through the draft yes you have all these picks going forward which is nice but i don't know it's i think the knicks are they've relied on free agency in the past it doesn't work. It clearly has not worked out. The Knicks are not like how it used to be. So. Yeah, that was what I was going to mention. The Knicks free agency history is horrible. It, it is. It's it's absolutely awful for a team from New York. Uh, you'd think they'd be able to get some free agents. They don't. Uh, every single year, they're in the top conversation. Oh, I might go to the Knicks, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever does. Nobody actually goes to the Knicks. Yeah. Uh, so I, it's an awful setup. They're, they're one of my losers. I'll get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, like you said, they, they do all this. Well, now we might we have cap space for Jalen Brunson. There is a great chance Jalen Brunson goes right back to the Mavs. Uh, and it's just like you might have done everything for nothing when you had Jalen Dern sitting in your hands. Yeah, and you you traded him to get to dump cap space nine million dollars. Man, that just seems like a stretch of a move. Mm-hmm. Seems like a serious it stretch. Does. All right, next back to the winners. Winners. I'll connect it right to the next. Kemba Walker. You are out of New York now, man. That's awesome. You are going to get bought out by the Pistons and be able to make your own decision on where to go. Hopefully somewhere where they want you to contribute. Uh, yeah, the not Knicks, where you're going to get benched. <laughs> yeah, not where you're going to get benched, even though like you're, you're uh, he's not that great anymore. But hopefully he can go somewhere where he's wanted and can get some minutes. I would love to see him go into like a winning team's role again and maybe play backup mm-hmm. minutes. Uh, I would love to see him be a backup veteran. Um, yeah, his a winning off team. Was pretty hard. Yeah, and, and it really sucks because yeah. it makes his whole Charlotte career look look even worse. Because like, yeah, no wonder you went off. You're the only guy on the roster right. other than Al Jefferson for a few years. Yeah. Uh, 
So it that really sucks. I'm really hoping he can go contribute on a winning team here soon to revive his career and revive the way or change the way people yeah. think about him. And it was like when he got signed by the Knicks, it was such like a cool story because he's back in New York and everything. And then it just like didn't work out yeah. at all. And it's just like kind of sad. Yeah. Like I thought when they got him, it was like super dope. Like, I thought it was genius. Yeah. He had all of his biggest shots in his NBA career and his, his basketball career were in Madison yeah. Square Garden. So it, it really did exactly, suck that it yeah. didn't work out at all. My next winner is the first overall pick, Paulo Bancaro. Kind of obvious, but like you end up getting the biggest payday out of any guy on draft night when, I mean, maybe he did expect it, but no one else did. None of the media did. The Magic through this crazy smoke screen, I guess you could say, at who they were going to take first this entire time. Maybe they had a last-minute decision, but... I might even call it a magic trick. <laughs> That's, I like that. It was, it was a magic trick. Getting Paulo Bencaro, I mean, you went first overall when you weren't supposed to go, you know, till second or third, m- most likely third, and you end up getting the biggest payday going to a Magic team where there's a lot of young pieces to grow around you. Um, I don't think any of the top three teams like have a better scenario. I guess a lot of that they're pretty three similar teams. So either way, a dub for Bancaro to go first overall. Yeah, get your bag, man. Get your bag up. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool to see how he, he reacted and responded. He is a much more like both Jabari and Paulo are much more likable than Chat. Oh, yeah. Chat is just not <laughs> likable. It's, it's, it's facts. He's just not. He's just annoying. He seems like a little kid still. Uh, and Jabari and Paulo are just cool, cool ass dudes. Mm-hmm. Chat is just not. <laughs> He's just not cool. <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, Next, back to the losers. Back to the losers. Let's go with Lamelo Ball. And I the the argument with the Hornets and and it's gonna go to the Hornets. Uh. You, you had two picks, 13 and 15. You know, most likely you don't want both those guys. But you traded away the guy you should want more. We were going into this draft saying, man, Jalen Duran would be perfect next to the mellow ball. Lob threat, can move his feet really well, defender. Uh, what an awesome guy to stick to the mellow, next to the mellow ball. And they got Mark Williams, who who, who should be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven foot one center, was really good at blocking shots, but just not quite as mobile right. and offensively gifted as Jalen Duran may become in his career. So I'm going to say Lamella Ball is a loser because I think it would have helped Lamella Ball's career move forward if they would have had Jalen Duran or Mark Williams. I could be wrong in the future. Uh, this is one that is kind of up in the air. I was looking for another loser, and I thought, uh, you know, maybe yeah. not the Hornets because they did kind of make a good move. I just wish they would have kept the other guy. Right. Trade Mark Williams, but granted, we don't get Jalen Duran at that point. Uh, the losers are definitely harder to, yeah. to make than the winners. But a thousand percent a loser, uh, Lamella Ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, really sucks. I was really hopeful you'd get Jalen Duran and you could roll from there. Uh, there's a good chance you don't get Miles Bridges back this next year. So your lob threats just went and they're gone. Yeah. Uh, James Booknight can get some minutes so you can throw lobs. I would love to see James Booknight finally play. Because he would, I mean, he'd catch lobs. Yeah, but absolutely. Is he going to play? Yeah, like Gordon Hayward isn't catching no lob. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's, he's done lob catching. So I'm going to connect uh, that loser to mine. I got Charlotte Hornets as a loser. Not because they traded away one of the picks, though. I mean, I definitely think that was like a... I understood why they did it, obviously, mm-hmm. because, you know, they're a team that's still trying... Like, they made the play-in tournament last year. They're trying to compete. They don't really need to take on two rookies. I get trading for a future pick. After your last rookie didn't play. Yeah, exactly. Your last two rookies, Kai Jones, really didn't play either, and they had two first-round picks. So I understand that. But I think not being able to dump Gordon Hayward's contract is going to haunt them because you really don't have the money to bring back Miles Bridges now. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of set in stone at this point. Um you know, you never know. Maybe they maybe Miles Bridges doesn't get a crazy offer from any other team, which I doubt is going to happen because it sounds like he is. 
but you might still be able to get him back. But the fact that you traded away one of your picks and weren't able to move Gordon Hayward with it is such an L because now you're going to lose Miles Bridges. You're losing out on a young rookie that you could have brought in. And like you said, you're stuck with Gordon Hayward, LaMelo Ball, and Mark Williams. I mean, you have obviously, there'll still be a decent team, but for a team that has high aspirations to continue to grow, made the play-in tournament last year, it's not looking crazy bright for them mm-hmm. going into free agency. Who knows? Maybe they could make some some trades or something in free agency, but as of right now, I have them as a loser because of that. So why don't they have the money to get Miles Burgess? I thought they can match anything he gets. They can, but I don't know if they want to. I don't know if they want to because gotcha. then they're going to be in crazy cap hell if they do. And yeah. so it would have been a lot easier if you were able to get off of because they have Hayward under contract. They have Terry Rozier under contract. Oh, I forgot about Terry Rozier. Um, Scary Terry. TJ Washington is a restricted free agent who's probably going to get a decent amount of money. So you're either going to lose him or you overpay for him. And, you know, so... So tell me if my idea is crazy here. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets should have gotten as many rookies as they wanted. This is the way it works in my head. Because eventually, you're gonna again, you want to pay Miles Bridges. You want to pay LaMelo Ball. Uh, you still have Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier. But to be able to go over the cap space for guys that you drafted because you drafted them, it just seems like it makes a lot more sense to once you're getting ready to compete, you get rookies who might be able to contribute in two years, and then you can pay them whatever. Look at the Warriors yeah. did with J- Jordan Poole. They got Jordan Poole, a guy who they can now pay this offseason because they drafted him, even though they're, they are in cap hell. They have an insane amount of yeah. uh, money in their system, but they can pay Jordan Poole. They drafted him. So that's kind of my thought process is like once you get to the point where you want to compete, to me, that's when you should start using your draft picks and really being like, we need guys who can grow into yeah. players for us that we can pay later down the road mm-hmm. and get over the cap space. That's why I love what the Pistons are doing. We have yeah, so exactly. many guys that we can just keep paying now. And we have such great cap flexibility right now, too. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm super pumped for uh, uh, what's going to happen. But that, that's just kind of my idea yeah. of what you should be doing as a building team. It's a little team. different as like a Warriors team that already has success and already has everyone locked up. Like, yeah. Because the Hornets are different because they have their star players are not locked up yet. LaMelo Ball is going to be next offseason getting a crazy bag. So they are just trying to figure out who's going to get that money. And with Miles Bridges there, you know, going to be demanding a max contract, it's going to be difficult for them to add any other pieces going forward with Gordon Hayward already on a max. You're going to have to max out Miles Bridges and max out LaMelo Ball with all the other connecting contracts in there in between. So. Uh, we'll move back on to winners. The uh, next winner for you. My next winner Wasn't is video good though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My next winner is the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh you traded away Lonzo Ball, which or let him walk. Traded him, but it was it was. Just, oh yeah, you yeah. got Tomas Sadoransky yeah. and Garrett Temple. So. Uh, and that looks like a bad move right now. That definitely looks like a bad move. A team that was in need of a point guard. You had CJ running the point guard a lot last year. Uh, whether you like it or not, he's just not a true point guard. But you go out this year and maybe get your Lonzo ball, ball replacement in Dyson Daniels, a tall guard who can play defense and is known for his playmaking ability. That sounds a lot like to me, like Lonzo Ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm really hopeful that the Pelicans made the right pick because this team should be a lot of fun in the next coming years. Uh, you think about it, their, their starting lineup in the next two years could be Dyson Daniels, CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, Jonas Valanciunas. Yeah. That's a roster. That is a With damn Jones damn good roster. Too, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Jose Alvarado, a guy that was undrafted that you got. Yeah. Uh, just what what an awesome job it seems team, like the Pelicans yeah. are kind of doing. 
Uh, they they seem to be making a lot of the right moves, but getting rid of Lonzo was one of the wrong moves. But they might have just fixed that with Dyson yeah. Daniels. So we'll see. I also had the Pelicans as a winner. Same reasons. I mean, they they're a team that clearly likes their big wings and big guards. Obviously, they have CJ McCollum, but last year they ran a lineup of CJ with Brandon Ingram at the two, Herb Jones at the three, Jackson Hayes and Jonas Valanciunas. So it's a big team. Might as well go at a six foot eight point guard. That, like you said, is a great playmaker, great defender. Obviously, got to work on his shooting, but that team is pretty good at shooting already. So, And he's going to be a great lob threat for Zion. They have Herb Jones. like They have a lot of bigger players already. He fits that perfectly. Um, and they got EJ Liddell at pick like 41 in the second great round. Pick. A guy that was supposed to go in the first round. Definitely could be a steal of this draft, 100%. Yep. So. Yeah, I like their I like the Pelicans draft 100%. Yeah, it's really cool. They're kind of doing the same thing that it feels like Twistas are doing where well, we're going to get talent and then we'll figure out what to do with it. Yeah. We're just going to get get the talent on the roster, then we'll work from there. Uh which I think is the way to do it. it seems like what the Pistons are doing. Mm-hmm. Uh you look at we we were kind of loaded at center spot for a team that wanted DeAndre Ayton. But hey, we're going to get talent. See what we'll see what happens later. We're going to have trade talent at some point, mm-hmm. but that's the way you do it. You if, you can't trade things that aren't valuable. Well, if we have four valuable centers, three valuable centers, you can trade somebody. Uh, somebody will want them. My next loser, Twitter users. <laughs> if you were watching this draft through Twitter, man, do I feel bad for you. Because that 13th pick shit was confusing And I tried not hell. looking at it, but once I saw the Pistons made a trade, it was like, all right, I have to figure out what's going on. And we tried figuring it out for... Eight ten minutes until like the final trade went out. Yeah, a half hour later, we we had it figured out in our head, but we didn't know the exact details. Mm-hmm. But man, if I was just on Twitter with no buddies around, I would just be frantically texting. What is going on? I'm so confused. Tell me what's going on. Can you figure this out for yeah. me? Like poor Barry Hill. Barry Hill was at home and just alone as a Pistons fan. <laughs> I would be scared. Is Jaden Ivey still here? Blah yeah, blah blah. Exactly. Uh, because no one knew what was going on, dude. No Nobody. one knew. Like, it was so Shams hectic. and Woj were just as confused. Yeah. Granted, they both reported different things, but they were both right. Yeah. Which is just hilarious. Good job, Shams and Woj. Uh, but let's let's take a step back real quick. Uh, if, uh, before the draft started, me and you were talking about, you know, Shams or Woj. And I said Woj. I said, not a huge fan of Shams. I flipped the script. It took Woj way too long to remember who Troy Weaver was and remember his name. <laughs> that is very true. So the, the Pistons GM. Uh, 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 yeah, someone, shut up, Someone Woj. says it in his ear. Oh, yeah, Troy Weaver. <laughs> yeah, shut up, Woj. Shams for life, man. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, me and Easton tried, and I definitely like was trying to avoid being on Twitter like through the draft because obviously they tweet out the picks before they come out. The TV is a little behind anyways. So like, once it got to like... The twentieth pick. Yeah, then you're I, on Twitter. I turned my notifications back on, and I saw who was getting picked before every pick, just to see if there was a draft that went or a trade that went down. But it's just so like I, I don't like it. It's so annoying, no, it's like wrong. having to not even be able to look at my phone during the draft. Like I want to, and then Woj literally comes on the on the TV like to report, like yeah, they're gonna be picking this guy here with this pick. It's just like, dude, like just let it happen. I'm trying to avoid you on Twitter, and now I have to avoid the TV that, <laughs> that tells me who's getting picked. What, like, what can I do? How am I supposed to find out organically? Like, it's so <laughs> frustrating. I want to figure out the same times the players do. Yeah, like and Paulo, but Paulo knew when Woj said it. I mean. He he knew before it ever happened. I mean, he probably knew like they the players know before they get picked. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but like, I'm saying when like the rest of the fan base, I guess yeah. this would be the better way of saying it. I want it to be 
Adam Silver telling me who's getting picked. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I want every single time. I don't want anybody else, uh, which I agree with you. It's just annoying. Yeah. Just Twitter's ruined everything. My next <laughs> loser is DeAndre Ayton. Um, I think he might lose out on some money here because the Detroit Pistons were the number one team rumored to be going after DeAndre Ayton. And as much as, you know, I was excited to get DeAndre Ayton after this draft, it's not really looking like the Pistons need him. are going to be aggressively pursuing him. Yeah, maybe if, excuse me, maybe if no other team goes after him. But we don't really need him at this point. We have a lot of big man depth. Um, we have other needs, I feel like, that we could use that money for. Obviously, I, DeAndre Ayton would still be great on this team. But it's not really looking like we need him that much. And what other teams are out there to go after him? I think the San Antonio Spurs are one of the main ones. But Trailblazers if, just lost yeah, a lot of their money getting if, Jeremy Grant. Exactly. If no other team goes after DeAndre Ayton except for one team, they're not going to pay overpay for you because mm-hmm. they don't have to. So Ayton could definitely lose out on some money. And obviously, playing with Cade Cunningham, non-bias was probably his best option yep. as a free agent. And, and that to is, grow. Exactly. And that's probably out the window now. So I have Ayton as a loser. Yeah, he was going to be 23 years old as a second option on a growing young team. Uh next to Sadiq Bay, who also is a freak, next to Jaden Ivey, who could grow. Uh, but now I think you're right. I think we have needs at forward. Uh, we need some wings. Yeah, we need some wings for sure. Uh, I still, you know, Miles Bridges is still in question. What are some other wings in free agency, man? Um, There's not many other, like, young wings, but, like, there's a lot of veterans. I would take draft. a veteran wing. Like, Kyle Anderson is one of the main <sighs> ones Slow mode be dope. Gary Harris is, like, a underrated one. Like, there's, uh, there's a lot more, but I, I, wish he was a big I can't wing. think of them at the moment, but... There's definitely a lot of veteran wings in this yeah. free agency. Uh, I would just, I would, Pistons need to go get some wings. Go yeah. get some wings. We need shooters, too. Like, yeah. we definitely need some shooters on this yeah, team. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what are we on, winners or losers? Winners. winners. You have two winners left, right? Uh, Yeah, I'll technically. Yeah, 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 I have two winners. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, my one right here. OKC, what a great draft. Uh, you, you traded away picks. Uh, you got Usman Jang for those picks. Uh, it, it seems like the moves that the Thunder are going to be making now every year uh, where you're going to have to trade three picks to get one one rookie back. Uh, like I said, this is going to be the G League all-star team. Uh, they're going to win the G League every They'll year for the next the 10 years. Too. Uh, this team is just loaded with young talent. But it was nice to see the uh, where we might be able to see the Thunder, that direction they're headed. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to start dealing away some of these picks. They don't have enough roster space. Nobody does for as many picks as yeah. they do. And getting Chat Holmgren's perfect. Usman Jang, perfect. Uh, and then going and getting a guard like Jalen Williams, uh, who's also a very good playmaker. And then getting Jalen Williams again, <laughs> who is a big defender who can do a lot on the floor. Uh, I can just imagine, you know, Jalen, you're starting tonight. Which one? Let's go, both of them. <laughs> Anytime you can get two dudes with the same name in the draft is just a dub. Dub. Like, you know how awesome that's going to be in the locker room trying to get one of their attention. Like, <laughs> what a great idea. J- Jalen. Hey, Jalen. I mean, hey, Williams. I mean, J-Dub. I mean, <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> Why did we do this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I, The Thunder definitely, like, I like what they did getting rid of some of the picks. But they just have so many young dudes. And it's just like, what is their plan? Like, I still think their plan is to dump all of the picks next year to get Wembenyama if they... But the thing is, what if they just get the first overall pick? Like, yeah, and then they're screwed. And then they just still have all the picks. And it's just like, dude, I kind of didn't want the first yeah. pick. Like, just so we could trade for it. Maybe at that point, you pair, like, uh, a couple of your young guys and go get your superstar. 
go get a Kevin Durant. Yeah. Uh, at that point, uh, I don't know who, Somebody, who whoever yeah. is on the market at that time. Maybe whether it be Bradley like, or whatever. Let's think about. Let's try to think about all the young dudes on that team that need to get some minutes next year. We'll start yep. at guard. Obviously, you have Shea Gilgis Alexander. You have Josh Giddy. You Dort. have Lou Dort. You have Trey Mann, who was pretty good rookie year mm-hmm. last year. You still have like Tail Maladon, who probably like will fall out eventually. Um, that's you, basically yeah. It. You have Jalen Williams, who you just drafted. Forwards, you have Usman Jang. You have Darius Baisley. You have, I mean, you, you said Lou Dort. You have uh, Alexei Polkasevsky. You have. Uh, You're really good at this. Too, you are really good at this. I, there's more too. I just can't think. of. Uh, Isaiah Roby is, yeah, is in that. Isaiah Roby. And then big man, big man was where they were lacking. Yeah. Like you have Chat, you have like Jeremiah Robinson Earl. That's pretty much it. Yeah. But like, there's just a lot of young dudes in that. I mean, we just said like twelve names at least. That's way to grow is to play too, which is you especially as do young it. guys, you have to just get minutes. But, yeah. But they'll figure it out. I yeah. Mean, they, as a team that isn't under pressure to win games, you can just you can plan out who's going to play whatever night. And yeah. Stuff. You can kind of do like a three rosters. Yeah. Okay. Tonight roster A is playing. You know these eight guys. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow night roster. It's it's basically load management, but planned. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually it might not be a bad idea. No, it's not. But eventually, when you work. have a guy like Shea, yeah. How long can you tell Shea? All right, Shea, you're resting like once a week, every week, so we yeah. can get uh, Trey Man some, some minutes. Yeah. You know? It's exactly. just like eventually, it's like all right, dude, I want to play and like be really good. So who knows? So I have one more loser left. I gotta say, one of my winner. They're my winner next. Oh yep, yep, yeah, yep, so yep. If you just want to let yeah. me go, all right. <laughs> I will. <laughs> uh, my next winner is the Houston Rockets. I think the Rockets back-to-back years have had phenomenal drafts. Um, last year they had four first-round picks, getting Jalen Green, Josh Christopher, Shangun, and uh, Usman Garuba. This year, Jabari Smith falls to them at pick three. Obviously, I think that it was seemed like uh, he was going to go first or second. He falls to three. I think he's going to be a phenomenal player. So getting him at three I think is a great dub. Tari Eason, who they got in the middle of the first round, is one of the most like one of the more known slept on guys in this draft. A great defender. Uh, he's just a perfect guy to add into a mix of young guys with a mm-hmm. high motor like he has. And then getting Ty Ty Washington late in the first round as well, I think is great because they don't have much point guard depth. If Kevin Porter Jr. like they don't want to extend him on his next contract, totally valid. Exactly. You can totally not extend that guy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So like, and obviously John Wall is not going to be there very long. So you definitely need some backup point guard type of minutes, Ty Ty could be really good. I mean, you got him at, like, pick 29 or something. Yeah. Like, he's one of the best true point guards in this class, I think, that people regarded him as. Yeah, so. he could become the best playmaker in the draft, no 100%. doubt about it. Uh, him and Dyson Daniels are probably the front runners for best playmakers yeah. in the draft. And you got rid of Christian Woods, so you cleared up minutes for all these guys to play. I think it's a, if you can get rid of Eric Gordon in free agency here, the Rockets are doing it right right now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really hoping... Never mind. I was gonna say something, but I'm, I'm gonna leave it for later. It was right. about the Pistons. I've so you have one or two more losers left. Only one. All right, because so I mentioned the Knicks when you yeah. mentioned the Knicks. So next. let me say one of my losers first, so right. so we can. Yeah. Not, so I don't have to do two in a row. Uh, what my next loser is the Brooklyn Nets, simply yeah. because KD and Kyrie could be gone, and yeah. obviously, like on draft night, you wanted to maybe see if you could get some intel on what's going on. Like, you know, Damian Lillard posted the picture of him and of K him and KD in the Blazers jerseys. And it's they like, have that high pick. Well, yeah. What the hell is going on? Um, and I think like they didn't do anything in specific on draft night to make them a loser, but I just have them as a loser because Kyrie is probably for sure gone. And that could mean KD is gone. And <laughs> as much as you like the trade package, getting back for them would be great. 
you're losing KD and Kyrie. Like, yeah. That's just not anything that you'd like to do. So I just have them as a loser because they're in such a horrible situation. <laughs> and what what does Ben Simmons do if KD and uh, Kyrie are both Set not out. there? Like, does he just <laughs> never play a game in a Brooklyn <laughs> jersey? They, they trade for four players in two years <laughs> and hardly any of them play. Just with awful yeah. luck. My last loser is, he is not a loser. Uh, he, it, it, this isn't, I don't know how to word this. It is, it's Max Christie. <laughs> I have Max Christie as my last loser. Too. Oh, really? Yes. I feel so bad for Same. this kid, dude. I And he isn't a loser. Literally, like, bro, I got him right there. Dude. It's like, I, I feel so bad for this guy. I'll let you talk about him, actually, because he, he is from your your yeah. college. You go for it. Damn, I feel bad for Max Christie, dude. Like, as much as it's cool to, like, getting drafted by the Lakers it's got to be cool. Like, you you, yeah. you have LeBron James on the Lakers. Like, the Lakers are one of the most profound organizations, and they took a risk on you. That's got to be a cool feeling. But the fact that Skip Bayless tweets out literally after they picked him, the dude that got picked in the second round yeah. and is already, oh, the Lakers picked Max Christie, who shot 30-some percent from three. He'll fit great with Westbrook. <laughs> it's just like, this dude literally just threw on the Lakers cap, and he's already getting... Flamed by the media, dude has not played a game. He is set up for such failure, yeah. and I hate it. Like I feel so bad for him because the Lakers don't have any young capital, young assets at all. So the fact that he's like one of their only ones now, he's under pressure to be like a young star. Like think about Taylor Horton Tucker. He had a few flashes of being great, and, it's not really and everyone is like, okay, he's gonna be nuts, and then he wasn't, and now everyone hates him, and it's like. Dude, he went in the late second round. You thought he was going to be a star? Like, why is yeah. this all this pressure? Christie's going to be the same exact way. And I and, and a, Christie's a guy that has to develop. Like, he clearly was a, a taking a risk going to the draft rather than coming back. He needs a lot of work. And he went to a team that is probably the worst situation to develop. Like, he's just not – he's going to be under pressure to be a contributor from day one. And that's not – a good situation for him. No, it, it really sucks, and it says a lot about the organization when their 35th overall pick is expected to come in and be great, like mm. instantly. This guy was taken 35th overall. That means there were 34 teams, or I guess 34 picks, where people thought there were better players than this guy. Mm-hmm. And you expect him to come in and contribute? Oh, man, it's Skip Bayless. What a clown. Screw that guy. Uh, tweeting that shit about a 20-year-old. What a loser. Yeah. Uh, dude hasn't even played a game in the NBA. It like, made me so mad reading that. Because mm-hmm. it was like, A, this guy shouldn't be expected to do this. You know, uh, look, and he could end up being great. No doubt about it. Max Christie has all the tools. He's got all the, the connections in the league. Uh, Draymond Green mentions, you know, he should be an all-star. Last guy to go 35th overall from a state was Draymond Green, yeah. who will be a Hall of Worked Famer. Uh, so I'm I'm really rooting for Christie. Just because, oh man, screw Skip Bayless. What a loser. Yeah. I can't believe you'd say that about a 20-year-old. Just, As a guy who never played professional And shout hoops. out Westbrook. He quoted the tweet yeah, and shout called out, out Skip Bayless, um, which obviously he deserves it. I've never been a Skip Bayless guy anyways. No, so. and why in the tweet, you, you said Westbrook or Westbrook. Why not call him Lubrick if you're going to say he's bad at shooting? Like it was set up for you to say Lubrick and Westbrook. Yeah. But you were like LeBron and Westbrook. Uh, what, what, you're, you're an idiot, dude. That wasn't even a good tweet. No, you suck at Twitter. Bad. <laughs> Last winner. What do you got? I got the Atlanta Hawks getting A.J. Griffin. 
Mm-hmm. Man, talk about having tons of assets. They have great wing depth. Uh, AJ Griffin has time to grow, especially with his injury history with his legs. Uh, really excited to see what he can do in Atlanta. That's all I got for yeah, him. That was definitely a, a sle- he fell a little bit in the draft, and I think Atlanta's a great spot for him to go. Definitely. Uh, my last winner is this Philadelphia 76ers acquiring De- uh, DeAnthony Melton. I think that's a huge pickup for them. Like that, I think that was like the most underrated thing about this draft was they traded the 23rd pick in Danny Green to get Melton, another great you know guard defender that they can add to this team that didn't really have a lot of good defenders other than Matisse Thybul at this point. And Matisse yep. Thybul kind of like is got played off the floor late in the season. So adding DeAnthony Melton to that guard room, I think is huge for Philly. So that's that's just a dub for them. Dub. So that's it for our winners and losers. Let us know if there's any other teams that you thought or players or whoever that were winners and losers. Um, cause they're definitely, you know, it's, it's up for interpretation and everything. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to go through quick. Uh, obviously we're going to talk about some rumors. Um, but I want to talk about Bleacher Report right after the draft. They made five bold free agency predictions. Thought we'd go through them. One of them involves the Pistons. And I think it will talk, get us into our last segment of just what we want the Pistons to do, uh, starting on Thursday. So the first one, this one isn't very bold. It just said, the Pistons will buy out Kemba Walker, and he will go to the Lakers. I definitely could see that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Why, he's, why? he's probably going to sign for the minimum wherever he goes because he's already getting this money from the Pistons anyways. He'd be a good guy to be in L.A., probably. in all honesty. He's been under their bright lights for a long time. So and They need another point guard. Yeah. I mean, actually, I guess they have Westbrook. But. but I don't know. I would love a true point guard in L.A. Because yeah. Kemba just isn't. He's a four-assist, six-assist the game type of guy. Yeah, he's just a scoring point guard. Yeah, but I guess that's a good guy to pair next to Brown, maybe. Maybe, uh, yeah, shooter. If he can I mean, shoot we saw what Kyrie well. did well. LeBron, you can pair anybody with Brown. You yeah. saw what Rondo did next to Brown. You saw what Kyrie true. did. It's it's all it don't matter who. So that was not very bold, but yeah, yeah. whatever. Bleacher. But report. the first two involved the Pistons. Like this is why. Oh, the second one involves yeah, the, the Pistons. Second one is like about the Pistons. Second one, Pistons throw Max at Miles Bridges, not DeAndre Ayton. I think it's a I think it's a valid prediction. Yeah. I think that after the draft, it's kind of clear that getting Jalen Duran was more that that was Plan A for the Pistons was getting him and not getting DeAndre Ayton. And Miles Bridges makes more sense to give him the max to fit in with this team rather than DeAndre Ayton, even though if, I mean, I think most can agree Ayton is probably the more profound guy to go after, I guess, just in general. But for fit-wise, I think Bridges fits better. I like it. Yeah, I think it takes a lot of pressure off the young guys, too, to bring in Bridges, you know. Uh, Jaden Ivey takes takes a lot of pressure off Jaden Ivey. Takes a lot of pressure off Jalen Duran and Beef Stew, who aren't going to be relied on to score the ball nearly as much if we bring in Miles Bridges. Uh, versus DeAndre and he makes a lot of competition, which is great. Competition usually leads to growth in some situ or in most situations. But man, it'd be an awesome fit yeah. to have Miles Bridges. We need a wing. He's the best one available, and we pay him a max now. In four years, that contract might look really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's gonna. I mean, how fun would it be? Like as much as obviously it could be an overpay to pay Miles Bridges. You know, all close to thirty million. Like it, it, that's a lot of money for a guy like that has never made an All Star game yet. And last year he broke out. But how fun is a lineup of Cade, Ivy, Sadiq, Miles Bridges, and B. Stu slash Jalen Duran? It's awesome. Like, that is dumb fun. Oh, Imagine the lobs. Like, yeah. Oh, and oh, and you want to slide one of those guys out? You want to slide Jaden Ivy, put Sadiq at the two? Oh, yeah, just toss Jalen Duran at the four yeah. or vice versa. Run a humongous lineup. 
it creates so much versatility. Miles Bridges is such a versatile player. He can yeah. guard bigger than he is, or he can play offense smaller than he is. Oh, man, it'd just be a perfect situation for the Oh, you want to stretch the floor a little bit? Oh, bring in Kelly Olynyk, the GOAT off the bench. <laughs> you know, we, he, we still have him. Yep. He ain't going nowhere. So, yeah, I don't. we'll talk more about that one after these, but just about the Pistons in general, too. Uh, the third one involves DeAndre Ayton. They think DeAndre Ayton will end up in San Antonio. Makes uh, makes sense because where else is he gonna go? You know, mm-hmm. like if he, it, I feel like he might end up just going back to Phoenix at this point. Yeah, like if no one else decides to give him max money. But the Spurs, there's been weird talks about Dejounte Murray getting traded. I don't think they should do that. I think like him breaking out last year, he's gonna be a stud. He, he already is. He should stay with Spurs yeah, forever. Exactly. He already is a stud. Um, even though him in Atlanta with Trey Young would be pretty crazy. So though. dirty. Yeah. So dirty. But bring DeAndre Ayton to the Spurs. You have a nice core of Murray, Ayton. They drafted Jamie Sohan. You have Primo. Devin Vassell, Primo, Keldon Johnson. I don't know if there's a sign and trade to happen there. You probably trade Yaka Yaka Pirtle. Pirtle probably goes yeah. back, but Pirtle, yeah. Yeah, that's a great I think that, that would make a lot of sense for the Spurs to go after that. Um number four is that the New York Knicks overpay and bring Jalen Brunson to the Madison Square Garden. Definitely could see this happening. Um I feel like he's still gonna be in a Mavericks jersey, but I don't know. The Knicks hired his dad as like an assistant coach or something. In this off, like in the staff signing, so they're trying their ass off to get Jalen Brunson, and it's just, I shout out to them for being aggressive, but it's you guys are continually making too fast of moves. Just rebuild for once. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. Yeah, I know it's crazy to rebuild in a city like New York, but goddamn, if, if I think if they overpay for Jalen Brunson, that is the next part in the long line of shit Knicks moves. I just I don't see it working out. Jalen Brunson can't be that guy in my eyes, like the the true guy to put you yeah. over the top. Uh, and I think overpaying for him is just the wrong move. We'll see what what ends up happening with the Knicks. Even if like Randall gets moved, we'll we'll see. And the last one is that Beal, Bradley Beal goes with the sign and trade route rather than returning to Washington. I think this one makes sense. He he mm-hmm. said something on a podcast about how he, looking back at his career, he wants to make sure he put himself in the best position to win. So it makes it sound a lot like he's going to be leaving Washington because they are not in a very good position to win. Um, there was talks about Washington trading their 10th pick to try to get a veteran point guard like a Malcolm Brogdon, which they didn't do. They ended up drafting Johnny Davis, which I think is a great pick for them at 10, but doesn't move the needle for them to compete at all. Like They're still going to be bad. So I think Bradley Beal probably is gone. Um, I just don't know where, though. Like, yeah. I, I don't know where he goes, where it makes sense for a team to trade for him, what kind of package they even get for Bradley Beal. I'm not really sure. but I would love to see a Tyler Hero move out of the, to the Miami Heat, but yeah. I don't know how realistic that is. Yeah, I don't know either. Because if it's a sign and trade, like, do you even want to give up? Like, Do you even have to give up Tyler Hero? I, yeah. don't, I don't really know. Like, I'm not really sure how that's going to work, but that's their bold prediction. So <clears throat> first thing we got to talk about is Kevin Durant. You know, Dame, like we said, Damian Lillard made this post on his Instagram story, and all it was was him and KD rocking the Blazers jerseys, and he didn't make Some any caption. He just put it on there. Hard-ass jerseys, yeah, by the like way. It, hard. It, it looked really cool, and I got to thinking. I was like, well, if, if KD is to get traded, let's just say it starts with Kyrie getting moved. If KD is to get traded, where is it to? to? So I looked up where, you know, like KD trade ideas. And I think it was CBS Sports or somebody made a ranking all 30 teams on like how, how likely. they like how likely they are to trade for KD or makes the most sense. And they put them all in tiers, which I thought was really cool. Like 
the bottom tier was like literally can't trade for him or KD wouldn't go there. And then one of them was like the Pistons were in the second lowest tier, but it was like could trade for him, but doesn't really make sense. And then there was a tier. The top tier was four teams. I thought it was actually kind of interesting. Portland was in there. Phoenix Suns were in there, which yep. I think makes a lot of sense. You have like Aiton and Mikel Bridges trade for KD. I think that's a pretty good return for, yep. for getting KD. The Miami Heat were in there, which, once again, <sighs> makes sense. You have Tyler Hero as your young asset, but you've tried and trade everything else involved yep. in there. You have Duncan who can match money if yeah. you need need be. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you've got a lot of moves there. And then the Memphis Grizzlies were the number they I think they might have been the number one team on Dude, there. that would be crazy. Which I mean you they have a lot of draft capital going forward. Um they have a contract in Steven Adams that they could move in there, but they have a lot of money in general, so that it's not like they don't have they can't trade for him. But Portland, I think, is the one. I think Portland Loki is the one. They have the seventh pick in Shaden Sharp, who is a crazy potential guy. If Brooklyn goes full rebuild, it would be a good spot for him to go. Um, you have, excuse me, <clears throat> you have like uh, Anthony Simons, who is a sign and trade guy this offseason. I think if you're the Brooklyn Nets, you you take a look at your packages. Getting a package that includes Simons and Shaden Sharp and obviously future picks is a is something. Yeah, absolutely. I still think the Suns is probably better. Probably if you can get yeah. a sign and trade with D, even just like Da. Uh, that's a lot of return for Kevin Simmons, Durant. Yeah, for a guy who won't play for you no matter what. Uh, oh man, the floor space in is horrendous. <laughs> yeah. Uh but man, Portland, him and Dame playing next to each other. That'd be cool. Him and D Book playing next to each other. That would be and the Jeremy Grant would be with them too. Oh, and, dude. I mean, all those guys played Team USA last in the summer. Got so. a connection. Yeah. The chirping from that those teams would just be all, oh, all three of those teams. Jeremy he goes Grant to any, would like he would hold them back though. He'd be like the glue guy. Yeah, facts. <laughs> Shut up, Katie. <laughs> Shut up. You came here to play with us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, it all just depends on Kyrie. Uh, there was a thing about Kyrie if because they said if he's going to get moved, he's going to opt into his option and get traded, which I feel like is going to lower his trade value yep. a ton because then he's only got – he's on an expiring deal. Yep. If you're a team, do you want to trade for Kyrie, who is easily the most unpredictable player in the NBA, maybe ever, who's on an expiring contract and hasn't played a full season since he was in – Boston, his second he, year in Boston. Yeah, he played the whole season that year. Yeah. He didn't play the whole season his first year. No. Uh, damn. So, like, the, the it's six about a minute te- yeah. since we've seen a full Kyrie. I know. The Ugh. six teams they listed that like could go after Kyrie are the Clippers, the Sixers, the Knicks, the Lakers, the Mavericks, and the Heat. Uh, I think, obviously, the Heat, make just having oh. Hero makes the Heat are going to be involved in about every single one. The Mavericks, I really don't know what they would have, but like I said, the is the trade value that high? Like, yeah, what are you? Is it just going to be a bunch of picks? Like, it probably could be in salary. Give him back, Din Dinwiddie. Yeah, Dinwiddie, Dwight Powell, and picks. Yeah, like I mean, it sounds like a horrible trade, but like, what else could getting, they do? You could be getting one year of Kyrie, and then he's gone. So, what do you really want to do? Um, so that's going to be interesting to see what goes down there. Other rumors include like John Collins could be getting traded. Rudy Gobert obviously is still there. And I put DeJounte Murray. But let's talk about the Pistons now, finally. What we want the Pistons to do in free agency. So are we team, like, if you had to get a max of Bridges or Aiton, what are you team? Bridges. I'm I'm team Bridges. uh, Based on fit, and I think Bridges really still has the ability to continue to excel and continue to get better. He only has so far in his career. 
Uh, even when he came back to Michigan State, yeah, uh, he improved that big time, and I don't think he's going to stop anytime soon. What I would hate to do is I think DeAndre Ayton is more established. However, uh, I think there's a much higher chance that he doesn't, you know, come to Detroit and fall off. Uh, there is still a chance with Miles Bridges. He comes to Detroit, and all of a sudden it's like, man, you you aren't as good as we thought you were. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you aren't improving. You're you're sticking around right where you've been, and you're now overpaid. But you can just trade him at that point. Give him to a team that needs yeah. needs filler. Uh, I'm team Miles Bridges. I would just love to see what that starting five looks like yeah. with Beef Stewart, Jalen Duran at the five. I am also team Miles Bridges. I definitely do think there is a route though. Well, it said the Pistons and the Pacers were two teams that are expected to go after, like give the give the max to Miles Bridges. Which if we do, I'm I'm cool with it. But I definitely think there is a route where we don't sign yeah. Miles Bridges and we sign two or three vets because this team has no vets. Like None. we have Corey Joe. 22-year-old is our best player in our core. Exactly. Like, we have Corey Joseph. Other than him, it is – I mean, we have Olenek, yeah. I guess, too. But it's straight young dudes. Like, as much as I want to say after this draft, Pistons, playoffs, lock it in. Like, we got younger in this draft. Yeah. So like Much younger. Much younger. So you got two rookies who are going to be rotational players. Mind. Like, we could easily grow and still not be a playoff team, which obviously I would like to be, but – it's not the end of the world. Like, I don't have the same expectations as I did a week ago. Yeah. But, so there's, I'm just looking at some of the free agents. Like, I I heard Torian Prince was a guy that Pistons might be interested in. Just a nice 3 and D wing. I mean, we Makes definitely sense. need shooters. We need 3 and D guys. Is 100%. he from the D? Yeah, I think he is. I think he's yeah, from I'm Detroit. I'm pretty sure he is from Detroit. Um, Like, Joe Ingles is a free agent. Jeremy Lamb. Oh, God, not um, Joe Ingles. <laughs> Please, not Joe Ingles. Kyle Anderson, P.J. Tucker, but I doubt P.J. Tucker would come here. No. I'm just trying to look at some of these, see Kyle these wing players. Yeah, Gary Harris is a guy that's just been rumored. Like, if you can get him for cheap, that would be cool. Just to get some, some like, vets on this team. Like yeah, Josh, we don't You could bring Josh Jackson back. Yeah. Obviously, there is a hole at the four. But I do think there's a world where you start beef stew at the four with Jalen Duran. Yeah, or yeah. you bring back Marvin Bagley still. Yeah, and then you have Kelly Olenek, Bagley, Jalen Duran, Isaiah Stewart. They rotate nice big man four or five yeah. out the whole time. Because Bagley and Kelly Olenek played off the bench with each other. Like Yeah, that can easily every happen. Every game when Bagley played last year. Yeah, so. on offense, you stick Kelly Olenek at the four, Bagley's at five, mm-hmm. vice versa on defense. Uh Oh, man, I would love to see those four yeah. big men in Pistons jerseys There really next isn't year. a crazy amount of, uh, of like, wing like Otto Porter but he's not going to come to the Pistons like he's going to go compete somewhere so why do you say crazy, that I mean I just doubt You'd he wants feel to. like it I would assume he would yeah I guess after the Warriors yeah yeah but yeah so obviously like or TJ Warren is on there too I mean if you can get him on like a one-year deal maybe and I don't not really though we don't really he's not really a four either. no he's an undersized three yeah. like even like Derek Jones Jr. wouldn't be bad but I would like the guy options. who can play defense yeah. I want a guy who can Derek Jones Jr. is not that guy. I, he's, I definitely would say he's more of a defender than he is anything else. Yeah, good point. But we need we need shooters, though. Like yeah. we de- Obviously, we do need defense, too. But we need some guys that can shoot because if you do run a starting lineup of, like, let's say we get Bridges. You run your lineup of Cade, Ivy, Sadiq, Bridges, and Beef Stew. The team can shoot. Like, they're going to shoot threes. But last year, we were one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league. And that didn't – we didn't bring in any – three-point specialist into that lineup. Like, Ivy, he shoots threes, not his main thing. Bridges, he shoots threes, not his main thing. So, yeah, we definitely need to add just some straight sharpshooters onto this team. Yeah, I hope Cade really grows into a lights-out, catch-and-shoot shooter and maybe a slight – and he definitely has off the dribble to step back. He's definitely got that in his bag. His mid-range is just absolutely cash Yeah, I would just love for him to become lights-out so we don't have to worry about shooting quite as much. Yeah. You know, Sadiq and him – 
can do a lot of our shooting. And then, you know, Jay Nivey, of course, you know, he will chip in his a three or two a game, maybe three. Yeah. And he shoots a lot. He could very well grow like Donovan Mitchell did, where eventually he is a knockdown yeah. shooter, and you can't Except leave him open. he's got that true guard next to him right off the rip. You yeah. have to wait a couple years. So Absolutely. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for this podcast. Um, expect We'll probably do our next podcast maybe, like, Friday, like because free agency starts on Thursday. So oh, we got to do the sauce draft this week. We do have to do the sauce next, draft. That'll yeah, be a late-night so, cast. Yeah, we'll do the sauce draft, but we'll, we'll definitely have to do a pod right after free agency, like the first day or two, just so we can, you know, get our first reactions to that. But be, expect, be excited for a big week of NBA offseason and drama because there's going to be a lot of – talks and stuff this, yep. this these next couple of days about what's going to happen in free agency. So, quick final prediction. Where's Zach Levine playing next year? Chicago Bulls. All right. I was going to say the Bulls, but now I'm trying to think of something else. <laughs> Just so. Portland Trailblazers. Yes, sir. The Blazers are getting somebody. Yes, sir. All right. That's it, everybody. Thanks for listening. Peace. Bye.